What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to another episode of the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when signing up to live your bet life. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Across from me is Will the Goat Gottlieb. I won't Gottlieb on Twitter. Big Dave hanging out in the basement at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Wow. Okay. So we were about to come on and do a show about how super exciting it was that the Bulls signed Andre Drummond late last night to a two-year deal mm-hmm. using part of their mid-level exception. Uh, yep. Two years, $6.6 million. Instead, right before we go live, we get the word from Sham Sharanya that Zach Levine and the Bulls have agreed on terms of a new five-year, $215.2 million maximum contract to return to the Bulls with a player option on that fifth year. Mm-hmm. We were a little impatient last night, but we all had faith that the deal would get done. The deal has gotten done. Big Dave, Will, relief or expected it? Expected. And relief. I'll say both. Expected both. Yes. and relief. Sure. Expected the answer is yes. Still relieved. <laughs> yeah, you you're, you're, you expected it to happen, but you're relieved that he signed. Obviously, because like you said, I'm don't don't I'm not gonna throw me in the category of freaking out. So because <laughs> I wasn't, I was very chill about all this. Like he was gonna sign, but I understand why everybody was freaking out, and I even understand why people were freaking out during the night because they're seeing all the other big names get signed and get these big old fat ass contracts. Mm-hmm. I get that. Like everybody was, oh my god, why is that happening now? I need it now. I get all that. I'm I'm patient. That's just me. But I'm just very happy it happened. But there is a sense of relief, of course, that it went down and it happened because as much as, you know, as patient as I am, of course, I wanted it to happen immediately. You wanted it done. You know what I'm saying? You didn't want to have to worry about it or think about it anymore. You just wanted it done. You wanted it taken care of. Obviously, they were hammering out some extra things, probably that fifth year. And we'll mention that a few times uh, yesterday. That's probably what was the hold up on this, you know, trying to hammer that thing out. But they got it done. He's here. It's official. As Will stated, Zachary is backery. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Dave. I think we all kind of knew this was coming. It was a little weird that it didn't happen last night, but whatever. I mean, he wanted to do his free agency thing. He did it for less than 24 hours. Good on him. <laughs> uh, but he's back. He's back where he belongs. And I think the Bulls did the right thing. Like they had, I think, a little bit more leverage to get him to sign some sort of injury protection or not give him a player option on the fifth year. Or, uh, you know, they we'll see about that, um, the injury protection stuff or whether they give him a no trade clause, but uh, they did what they needed to. Arturis said that they would and they did. And yeah, I mean, now I think we can, we can actually move forward. Like this is, this was domino number one and, uh, and it's done. The deed is done. Uh, I just saw Claire shout out in the comments who said, check out the, uh, his Instagram post. Zach Levine on Instagram 10 minutes ago posted that scene from Wolf of Wall Street where Leo says, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and superimposed his face onto Leo's. And then like other faces in the crowd during the speech are Benny the Bull, Billy Donovan, like, like AK, <laughs> his teammates. This is fantastic. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's good stuff. That's good I love stuff, it. man. It makes you feel I mean it's good. As we said, when a star wants to play for the team that you love, 
it's a great feeling. And of course, it's the money. We ain't gonna act like the money ain't a part of it. Of course it is. Yeah, it's I was about to say, like, <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're not naive to that, Will. Like, you definitely right, want right, the right. money for sure. Um, but Zach has stated even before previously he wanted to be here in Chicago, even when he was on the, the trash contract, you know, what turned out to be trash, I should say, contract that he was on. He complete he continued to state how much he wanted to be here. He didn't just talk it, he walked it at the same time. He was an ambassador for the Chicago Bulls. Matt, you talked about the billboards that started going up around the city uh, with mm-hmm. Zach Levine's face on them everywhere. So, yeah, like he he wants to be a part of this and he wants to be a part of growing this team into a real contender. All right. I've seen three or four comments. Let me just address this right now. I am not in a bathroom doing this show. <laughs> I'm in the loft above the garage at my parents' right. house. And this is not a shower curtain. It's a room sure. divider. My sure brother is, is over here working from home on the other side of this tiny little loft. Man, there, nobody's judging done, you. Settled. I'm not streaming <laughs> from a toilet right now. Um, that doesn't matter. That's like when you say I'm streaming from the basement. I'm not in a basement, but it doesn't no, matter. I just that because <laughs> you are always situated there below I know. us in the organization no, I get it. of the squares. I get it. And it does kind of background does kind of look like I'm in a basement. And I like that. And I think yeah. it's really cool. But dude, this that, let them have this. That looks like you're about to hop in the shower and cool off after you go insane. It looks great. It looks great, but, man. Uh, um <laughs> So, look, I think the the big point here is congratulations to Zach, as you said, Dave. um, Played woefully underpaid for basically all four years of that previous contract when the Bulls matched that offer from Sacramento. He now goes from being woefully underpaid to adequately paid, and he's staying here in Chicago, which is what we all thought would happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, this is, I think we touched on this during last night's show, this is now the biggest contract that Jerry Reinsdorf has ever given anyone as the mm-hmm. owner of both the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago White Sox. There Amazing. were some people who were understandably skeptical that the Bulls were ready to give Zach Levine this contract. And AK and Mark Eversley, when they both took their turn speaking to the media in recent weeks, never wavered in what they said publicly, which is, we love Zach. We want him to be here for a long time. And AK said during Dale and Terry's press conference introduction, I am very confident. When it comes to Zach Levine, I am very confident. So, yeah, we all had to sweat it out for a day. And I don't know if Zach Levine, you know, flew a private jet around to a few different spots and ate a few different fancy dinners (laughs) last night while this was all going on. Or if, for whatever reason, he just wanted to make sure with his team at Clutch Sports that they were getting what they wanted. And I I wonder if that player option was uh, maybe a little brief hang-up here. Because that's the only thing. They gave him the fullest max they could, including that salary cap bump that broke earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is maybe that 50-year player option something that caused a minor delay in this getting done? I, I think first we should uh, pour one out for future never-was-White Sox free agent-to-be, who obviously is not going to be getting a contract now that uh, Jerry has paid Zach so much oh, money. Oh, yeah. Damn, we got to throw shots at my team, too. What is this? He can't be paying that much hey, on I'm, both of the teams. It's not a shot at the White Sox. It's a shot Come at Jerry. Oh man. Damn. <laughs> both of my squads? Well, yeah, Goddamn. All right, go ahead, Will. Go ahead, man. I, <laughs> um, I don't think the option was ever that big of a hang-up because I think the Bulls were always going to give it to him. I, I'm not – they just – they had no choice. Like, this was – Always the path. If you trade two first round picks and Wendell Carter for Zach for Nikola Vucevic 
And then you go out and trade a first round pick and give up a ton of cap space for DeMar DeRozan. And you bring in Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. Like you're not going to not max Zach Levine. So I think that was always the plan. I think they figured that all out last year. And thank God, because can you imagine having this past season just be the whole Zach Levine's going to go to another team show? So glad we didn't have to deal with that. To me, the holdup was also not that he wanted to go experience free agency from other teams. Like if he wanted to do that, he didn't really have a lot of other options. There weren't any real meetings to take. And he did it for less than 24 hours. So not not sure that was really the reason either. I think the reason is because he wanted to have some input on what else the Bulls do with their roster. And maybe it doesn't matter at this point because there just aren't very many free agents out there. But I think he wanted input there. And I think he probably got some and we'll see what ends up happening Uh we probably need to have a, a little chat here about Andre Drummond and the two-year $6.6 million deal that he signed with the Bulls last night. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's really the only outcome that I can consider is, is him wanting to have input on the trajectory of this roster moving forward because he's locked in now for five years and that extends beyond Vucevic's contract, it extends yeah. beyond DeMar's contract. And he is locked in now until his age 32 season. So mm-hmm. he is the face of the franchise. It's now like Michael, Derek, Zach. Like they didn't mm-hmm. do this with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. It's now it's Zach's team. So yeah. this is this is a big deal for him. And he deserves to have some input now um, on, on how things look moving forward. And he didn't even say that last offseason, that they were consulting him on some of the moves that they were going to make in the offseason instead of extending him last summer. So yeah. you have to assume that that kind of communication and cooperation between Zach and and the, the front office is continuing into this summer. Yeah, and I I mean, I think that last part also, what you said, Will, is very, very, very profound of everything you just said. But Zach having input on his team is probably a, a big deal. And it's honestly a... You saying it, I didn't even think of it in that way until you just broke that down uh, like that. And I appreciate you for doing that. Um, but I think you're right. Like, that matters. And if you're going to be a superstar, if you're going to be a star in this league like that, the one thing you're going to want is input. Uh, it's also probably one of the reasons Damian Lillard is still in Portland. Uh, because he's going down with the ship. He's loyal. He's all that. Yeah, we get all that. But he has input and he's got tons of money. You know, and that's very, very important. You know what I'm saying? To him like that. Uh, we like you mentioned, Matt. We saw Matt his input uh, on his team last year with the players they brought in and the people he was trying to get. I still remember that video of him and Team USA talking to Javale McGee, and when he was like, "Yeah, we were trying to get you too. Like, like I was trying mm-hmm. to, you know, get you over here as well." So it wasn't like he wasn't. He was always on it. He was always trying and trying to get people here on his team, and he's still trying to do that. And again, we said this a million times. It was not going to be a good look for them to not pay Zach last year and get all these players around him and then say, nah, we good on you. And after telling him, yeah, we're going to pay you. We're going to take care of you. It wasn't going to be a good look. It's one of the reasons I didn't worry about that. Like regardless how you feel about the franchise, that's a shitty ass move to do that to a player. (laughs) And I wasn't expecting AK to come in from the jump street and pull those kind of moves on this team. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I expect them to be back. I'm I'm very happy uh he's back and we can we can move on to the next steps now. 
Uh, I love the dichotomy of Bulls fans' vibes in the comments already. Red Tornado saying, another mediocre season. Here we come. Mm-hmm. Took season saying, that's a W. See Red. Plus, adding Big Drum, we coming. Um, well, I, I think we touched on this uh, briefly earlier this week. We all are aware that there are some people out there in Bulls Nation who never wanted this to happen, who don't see yeah. Zach Levine yeah. as a max player in the NBA and are, are probably a little ticked because they wish that we would be spending money on something else, um, like signing and trading Zach Levine somewhere and bringing in a different star to come compliment DeMar because I see somebody else in the comments griping about like, okay, well, if we're paying Zach that much money, is he going to play defense now? Yeah, you, not you showing money. You can nitpick it's whatever. Not even, he, he's, yeah. a, he's a reigning <clears throat> two-time all-star, and before his knee started bothering him, he was playing more respectable defense. Not yeah. great defense, not even above average defense, but defense. Defense. Right. Guess, <laughs> yes. Again, none of this, like none of that matters. Like you, you have to do this. You can't give yeah. up picks and then let your best player walk for nothing and tank again. That just, you mm. can't do it that way. There was never a chance they were going to do it that way. So uh, if anything, and I think I, I hate to say this, but like, I do think if the bulls continue to, how do I want to say this? I think there's a chance that uh, Zach Levine could become a little bit of a scapegoat here because of how much money he signed. Um, that's just kind of how it goes in the NBA. If your team doesn't um, compete at a super high level and you've got a guy making over $200 million, like people are going to start to get angry at him. And I think we need to just say, this is not Zach's fault. This is on ownership. If they do not spend money to get more players on the roster. This is not because Zach signed a big deal. It's because ownership wasn't willing to spend into the tax. And I think Matt, you said it yesterday. Uh, the bulls said, or Michael said that um, they'd be willing to spend the tax if the bulls were a contender. Well, the bulls need to spend into the tax to become a contender. So I don't want to hear it about Zach being the problem with this team. Uh, they got DeRozan on what is now clearly a bargain deal and they've got other good players. They need to continue to add here because, as we talked about, the rest of the East is not going away. Zach coming back was the first step towards continuing on this path towards contention. They need to keep bringing guys in, but I don't want to hear it about Zach being the problem. Like, Zach was going to get the max all along. He's worth it. Put it behind you because it's done. And now we need to go out and get other players, more talent to put around Zach because Zach is now the face of the franchise. Shout out to Andrew in the comments with a super chat saying signing Levine is great, but what else do we have to look for? It's the same old bulls. We signed a bad selection yesterday. Bucks will sweep us again. All right. You know why I'm immediately disregarding your comment, Andrew? Learn how to spell Zach Levine's name and then have an opinion about the bulls. Also, maybe learn how to spell the word yesterday and then have an opinion about the bulls. But thanks for the super chat. <laughs> God damn. Boy, that pick, boy. And it don't matter the time of day. I am in, it don't, I am it in don't no matter. Mood. It's it Friday don't matter. of July weekend. We just brought Zach this Levine dude. back on a max contract. <laughs> I have no patience for fools right now. None. Man, Zip, zilch, on, man. zero. Oh, man, that's tough. And it's funny, like, same old, I don't, when he said same old bulls, I didn't know what that meant when he, when he kind of said that. Because um, I was the same old bulls. Like, I don't. Remember them even being the Bulls, like the same old Bulls was that I know in recent history were uh, uh. <laughs> well, not that that team that I wanted to sit and watch 
with Matt. Like, I don't want to see Matt die, you know, saying in front of me again. I'm not looking forward to that. I don't want to see Will, you know, lose hair because he has to listen to an <laughs> idiot talk at not a press conference. Hair. I don't want to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, that's the same old bulls to me. That's what I had to deal with for the past five years. This is this is new. This is new territory for me. Do not mess with my hair, Dave. Don't, don't, don't do it. I'm not coming for it, Will. <laughs> I say I don't want to see it. That's what I said. I don't want oh, no, to I'm see just... it. <laughs> but it, it's true. And I think, like, I just kind of went in on the Reinsdorf's here for not paying the tax. We don't know that they're not going to do that yet. I do think they – I tweeted this out a little bit before. And, and let's get into the Drummond stuff because mm-hmm. that was only $3.3 million. If – they spend up to they will become hard capped if they spend 6.4 of the uh, non-taxpayer mid-level which is up to i think 10.5 so right now they've only used a portion of that that does not hard cap them there's a chance that they could still be big game hunting now bring in you know one of these star guys that you know are reportedly going to be on the move gobert eight and kd and not be hard capped in a way that would, you know, allow them to go sign one of those guys. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that's likely. I do think it's, there's a small possibility that that is going to happen. And so because of that, I'm not going to freak out about uh, the tax just yet, because I do think the bulls still have a chance to go do something great here. Um, the free agency side of it realistically was never going to be the true answer, but uh there are some really good options on the trade market and we know that AK is, is not afraid to make big swings, but it has to be the right swing and maybe he overpays a little bit for it, but if he's going to get it done, he's got to get it done. And there's still a chance that that happens and we won't know anything until KD gets moved, but that's, that's kind of where I am with the tech stuff. I'm willing to, to wait before I go heavily critical. Yeah, and to that point about, hey, maybe they are still secretly doing some big game hunting. Um, shout out to Sunday Punch Pod for the Super Chat saying, seriously, though, what are the trade packages for KD? Um, we've got It's Aquify theorizing about Zach Levine's Instagram posts and certain members of the Bulls not being included, <laughs> having their faces superimposed on a Wolf of Wall Street video, and maybe that means they are right now being thrown into a trade package of some kind. We'll talk about all of that coming up next, but first, Big Dave, tell the people about points bet because you can still bet on where KD's going to play next season. It's 11 a.m., man. I love, man. <laughs> Let's go. The, I love that dude, man. The best way to support CHGO, guys, is to download that points bet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up because if you do that right now, you'll get two, count of one, two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that awesome web content, and you'll even get that smooth, cool, awesome, free CHGO t-shirt. We've got new swag in there right now, y'all. You got new things to pick from. They're really awesome. Trust me. Trust me on that. That's 2000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet, because it is your home for live in play betting and it just got even better because if you see an edge during a game that you're watching if your favorite team is primed for that comeback don't just watch that game y'all bet along with it live because there is more live betting more live markets and a faster live cash outs so follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long and 
as always, if you're here in this beautiful state of Illinois, via this wonderful city of Chicago, just use that promo code CAGO when you're signing up, y'all. You don't have to go down to nowhere. You can stay right there and do it all from your phone from start to finish. Oh, so what are you waiting for? Because it's time to elevate your live betting game. Because once that game starts, you don't just bet. Thrill. Tell them what you do. You live your $215.2 million bet life. Oh, damn it. <laughs> the flexosity. <laughs> the flexosity. <laughs> Making up words. Yep. Um, oh, man. Uh, more super That's chats coming in. Um, Adrian saying, do you guys think they're looking to wait to go to the luxury tax until next year? Look at the contract extensions we would need to do next year. That is certainly a, a viable theory that, look, and then you get Vooch's number coming off the books at the end of this season. That clears 20-whatever million. And then, you know, maybe you swing big then. But again, I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility that they're working on something bigger even now. Right. Uh, Joshua with a super chat. Uh, has, this question has Will written all over it. W- would it be possible to bring in TJ Warren following a trade for Kevin Durant? Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, TJ Warren, Kevin Durant, Andre Drummond. Eh? Excuse I don't me, love wait. Drummond as your starting center in that equation. Yeah, but... I'm assuming Vooch is out of here. I, you know, I, did, right. I did make a joke about that on Twitter, actually. Like, what if they signed Drummond to be the starting center because Vooch is headed to Brooklyn in a KD mm. trade? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, Who knows? I, I would love TJ Warren. I think I put PJ Tucker ahead of him on my top free agent targets because he's more notable and has played in the last two seasons. But I do think TJ Warren is an amazing option. He's still on the market. Um, I was guessing that the Bulls would not be able to get him for less than the full mid-level exception. Uh, but KC tweeted today that TJ could be on you know, their agenda. And so you look, if, if Casey tweets it, I think there's some credence to it. Uh, so mm. that would be awesome. I think he would solve a ton of problems. And also like that combination of players gives me a lot of relief as far as, you know, what the bulls are doing to fill their, their gaps right now to fill the holes. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, real quick. Uh, super chat from Carlos saying, I think the only way the bulls swing KD is if it's a three team deal, um, I, I think that's a fair point to make. It It is very hard. It would be very hard for the Bulls to come up with a package in a just two-team trade to get KD away from Brooklyn right now because you start to think about these packages. Okay, throw Vooch there, or maybe maybe you even have to send DeMar. You keep Zach, you keep Vooch. You got to send DeMar. You got to send Kobe and Pat, and then picks on top of that. Maybe you, you got to send Io, whatever it is. Think back to some of the other gargantuan trades of, star veteran players in recent years and the packages that those received Anthony Davis when he forced his way to LA out of New Orleans that hall the the Paul George to the Clippers hall you know AD's younger than KD when that trade went down Paul George I believe was younger than KD is now when that trade went down but even still James Harden trade just just this past season Kevin Durant's trade package would be bigger than all of those you gotta feel DeJounte Murray just cost the Hawks three first-round picks. Mm-hmm. DeJounte Murray is a good young player, great young player. This is All-star. Kevin Durant. This dude is top 15, arguably top 10 greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. I it's, it's still see, That's the part to me that I'm still getting hung up on anytime I get excited about. Oh, the Bulls might still be working on something here. 
that how what is that trade package for Kevin Durant? I'll tell you what it is. It's uh, is that what I think it is? Whoa, I don't know what the R stands for. It could be Reais, which is the uh, Brazilian um, currency. That would be pretty cool. Mm. Shout out to Brazil. Um, out. Here's the here's the package I'm thinking. It's the same one that we're talking about for Gobert. It's Vucevic, Kobe, Patrick, and then you probably throw in Lonzo. Mm. You give them the Portland pick. You give them the 2027 and 2029 picks and two swaps and see if they bite. You get a young blue chip prospect. You get a starting center that can play alongside Ben Simmons and Kyrie and make you competitive now. You get Lonzo Ball, who's obviously a great player and a great fit next to anybody because of his ability to shoot, defend, and uh, and pass the ball. And you get a shot on Kobe. So it, it helps you win now, and it helps you win later. Uh, the Bulls do only have those three picks to give up, and they don't start for a while. But if I'm the Nets, like that's what I'm looking for, is a young blue chip prospect, guys that can help you compete now and future draft picks. So I don't think it's likely by any means, but the Bulls do have a package. And I think that's why they're, you know, a top four contender on points bet right now to land KD. And I think the the odds are very much leaning towards the Suns and the Heat right now, but yeah, I don't think yeah. the Bulls are completely out of the question. But I'll ask you this. I mean, for me, that's a no-brainer. Like if you can get Kevin Durant, you do whatever it takes. And you're left with Zach Damar and Caruso next to mm-hmm. KD, I mean, come on. That's that's a title. If you get KD, you're automatically in the running to win the championship. Yeah. So that would unless be amazing. It, unless it the star partner the is Kyrie Irving, of course. And and then you're and then you're a first round exit. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot more going on there. But uh <laughs> I, I, I do think the Bulls would have to consider that. And I think the Nets, you know, if KD KD has some power here. He can decide kind of where he wants to go. The Nets right. are going to say, as Zach Lowe has said a million times, like they're going to call up the Cavs and try to get Mobley. They're going to call up the Raptors and try to get OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. But if KD says, here's my list, figure it out with one mm-hmm. of these three teams, uh, you know, other teams aren't going to want to trade for him if he's going to be unhappy there and not play. He does have four years left on his deal. And like I said, super unlikely that the Bulls are going to be the where, where he lands. But I don't think it's out of the realm of, you know, small fraction of a percent possibilities. Yeah, it's not out of the realm. And that last part is the important one. Like, it's about comfort, too, for me uh, with KD. Like, he's got the money. Like, he's got his four years. He's in. He's locked into that. And he wants to go where he's comfortable, where he wants to be at. And obviously, he wants to be on a winning team. So you saw why Miami and you see Phoenix, obviously. But the Bulls, I don't think, are out of the running. And I personally think everybody is available. Who who you want is my question when, when you're asking that question. My my nephew was texting me this uh yesterday and he was that asked me like who would you give up for for uh Kevin Durant? And I said, dude, I'd give up your father, 10 hot plates from your mother, your high school jersey. What else you want? You know what I'm saying? Like you this is a once in a generation player. This is Kevin Durant. You just you firmly go all in on Kevin Durant and you don't shortchange it. I don't care. You just put it all on the table for him. This is that kind of guy. He changes your franchise immediately. Immediately, you become that team that everybody is looking for, and you become that team that everybody is worried about and fearing because they have that dude. No matter who else is on your squad, they have that dude right there. So, yeah, everybody's available for me, man. Like all the Patrick Williams stuff we were talking earlier and all that. All right, peace. 
You know what I'm saying? He that's can roll. The, that's that's Kevin that's Durant, the bro. Line. <laughs> that's the line. Like you, we talked about, is Rudy Gobert the guy that you go all in for? We can argue about whether. Yeah, right, you know, right, we, right. We agree on that, right? Well, when it's Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got the roll on that. Bro. There's a there's a reason why people are talking about Scotty Barnes and Zion and you know Evan Mobley, who are like the top young players in the league. It's because it's Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's who that yeah. is. Um, Ronald in the comments asking. I think a valid question. How long do you think KD would stay in Chicago? One, two, three years before he wants to leave. That That is a, a prickly part about going after okay. KD is that since leaving his longtime home in, in OKC, wins a couple of chips with the Warriors, kind of feels like a fish out of water there and decides to go. Plays in Brooklyn for a few years. They have an incredible collection of talent on paper. Never quite fully healthy, never quite right. Then he deals mm-hmm. with the Kyrie drama last season. Harden wants out, and now Durant wants out. Mm-hmm. I like is is Durant going to basically just float around from from franchise to franchise for a couple years here, a couple years there for the remainder of his career? It's a valid question. Feels at the like same it. time, if Kevin Durant coming here for at least a couple of years automatically puts you in a championship window, assuming that there is still some amount of talent around him do do you turn that down because you're already thinking about well what happens when KD wants to leave I no, I, I would much rather watch that movie play out than the Bulls failing yes. to develop draft picks for the yes. 25th year in a row but even if they develop that draft pick it's not going to be Kevin Durant even at no. age 34 is what I'm saying you know what I'm saying yeah. like you go get that even for a year like for me, he just feels like feels like a hired gun. Like he feels like one of those TV shows where the guy goes town to town, you know, helping out law enforcement, you know, do bad things. That, he's a hired gun, you know what I mean, right now. So when you get that kind of guy, you you automatically become better. And I don't care if it's for a year. I don't. I don't care if it's for a year, man. Like you go all in on somebody like that because your team is a contender immediately and not a contender just to go to the second round, not a contender to just make an Easter conference finals appearance, a contender to win the whole damn thing. That's what we're talking about here, man. You go all in on that period. Absolutely. I mean, that is what I've been talking about with Gobert this whole time. It's like, do we want to mortgage the future for this guy? And like, the answer is you have a window to win the championship right now. If you have Kevin Durant, you have a window to win the championship right now. This is exactly what, the Raptors did when they traded for Kawhi Leonard and it got them a championship and nobody's talking about the picks. They owe the Spurs right now. So right, right. you, <laughs> you go out and you win a championship and if you do, it's worth it. So wow, that's kind of where I, I stand. I am baffled by the amount of anti Kevin Durant people in the comments right now. Like really? there are people who are just going to be unhappy with whatever the bulls do. And Fact. frankly, I, I could be one of them. But so, yeah. uh, <laughs> like, we've we've successfully invented a time machine. We've put Michael Jordan in it, and he has de-aged thirty years, and we're signing him. Bulls so you're saying he's like, now? Nah, so you're saying he's wanna. the guy without the turnaround? He's, that means he can't shoot. He's just an he's athlete now. With Zach Levine, they've already got a shooting guard. Yeah, yeah. he's just an athlete. Like clearly can't shoot there if he, he's the younger Jordan. Facing with Demar Derozan. I mean, come on! You can't. Oh, he couldn't God. win when he was younger. Why would he win now? Let's, ah! uh, let's, uh, let's 
Let's switch gears to Drummond before I lose my mind about Kevin Durant. Yes, because let's. at the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> it's still such a freaking long shot. Yeah, uh, it is. It's fun to talk about, and it is worth talking about. But let's talk about Drummond. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, we kind of hit on it yesterday. Thank you, Joey, for throwing that up. Uh, two years, $6.6 million deal. They dip into the mid-level exception to make this signing. Uh, they give him a second-year player option, which I found to be pretty interesting. And they went above the minimum uh, for a guy that didn't seem to have very many other options. So where where are you guys with that deal? Uh, you want to go? Or I want to go. I'll, I'll go. I'll go, man. You, you go. I'll go. I'll I'll say I'll save the the rage for you. Um, I didn't love it because I was never a huge Andre Drummond fan. I just have never been an Andre Drummond fan. Um, but before I even get, let me let me let me do both sides of this, okay? Let me do the positives and let me let me do the other side of it. The positives: one, he's a ferocious rebounder, okay? Ferocious rebounder. That's what he does. He's going to get rebounds. And one of the things that we yelled about a lot, and trust me, I sat next to Matt and watched all of these games. One of the things he continually yelled about was get a damn rebound. It was one of his go-to calling cards right there when that hat was going flying across the room was get a damn rebound. And Joey was there too. And, and, and Joey heard this as well. So he he fixes that. The dude can rebound. He's going to get that which means he's going to start the transition because the Bulls want to be a transition team and get out. You can't get out and run without the basketball. So Drummond will get you that. He'll get you those boards. And even in a sense of I was thinking about um, your boy uh, Hardenstein, Will, it was really good. And I'm not saying I wouldn't take Hardenstein over him because I damn sure would. Um, the difference is Hardenstein is not a great rebounder uh, per se. He's not. It's not his thing really. Like Drummond had more 20 rebound games last year than Hardenstein had double digit rebound games you know what i mean so he's not he's not a ferocious dude like like drumming is drumming grabs boards so we know that that's gonna help he's 28 years old i didn't even know that i thought he was like 34 personally he's 28 years old man and he's kind of betting on himself because when you're at that age of 28 and you've bounced around from league to league league and you take a contract like this you're kind of betting on yourself because you know this is like the last real time you'll be available to get real money and so if you can play well this season and other teams look around at you, okay. And again, he has that player option. I'm sure Will will <laughs> smash that in a second. I'm sure we'll get into that. But he has that player option, which means if he plays well and he gets that, he can bounce and go get himself a fat contract. So he's playing like he has something to prove uh, in that sense. The other thing, the push around factor, as I call it, they're not gonna, they're, you're not going to push Andre Drummond around. It's, he will not be carried off the floor. You're not going to carry that dude off the court. I'm not going to be crying and screaming about that anymore because that is not going to happen with that dude. He is a force. He is definitely going to do that. He is going to be a force inside uh, for the Chicago Bulls, and he can provide you a little offense too. He'll get you 10 points, and he'll get fouled. He'll get a free throw line, even though he can't shoot them. But he can definitely slow the game down by doing stuff like that. Weaknesses. He's trash on defense. Like He's, he's trash. He, they're going to get cooked in pick and rolls, bro. Like The same way – I mean, just destroy. <laughs> like they're gonna get hurt in, in that sense. Running pick and rolls with Andre Drummond, and I I think they know that, and obviously they've accepted that, and they're like, well, well, we'll just have to roll with that. For me, he has a history of having a low motor, uh, a guy who can be just out of a game mentally. You know what I'm saying? He will check himself out of a game mentally, man, and just go away and just start doing silly stuff. I I don't like the fact that he was a flopper. 
he's too big to be doing that stuff for me. And as you know, y'all know, I love basketball IQ. He's he's not a guy I thought that possessed a high one, a high mm-hmm. basketball IQ. I've seen many, many, so many clips pop in my head when I think about Trey Drummond and then nothing good. There are him doing silly things on the floor that just made me angry and made me say, man, dude, I don't want the Bulls to get a guy like that. And then he ends up on, on the team like that. But I think the biggest positive I'll say is he's not Tony Bradley. He's, he's a significant upgrade over Tony Bradley and Tristan Thompson. Significant upgrade over those guys. And he kind of shores up that backup center position for the Bulls. Yeah, I, I mean, I pretty much agree across the board with what Dave just said, so I won't repeat any of it. Instead, I will address Peter in the comments, who said he, Drummond, is probably the best backup big we've ever had. Um, Peter, I assume you're 12 years old? Really? How dare you besmirch the great name of Omer Sheik? Oh. What, about, what about the backup bigs of my childhood? Come shout on, out man. Will Purdue. Shout out shout Bill out. Wennington. Shout also, out. shout out and rest in peace to the late, great Brian Williams, a.k.a. Bison DeLay. Fact. Integral piece of that 97 title team. Best backup big we've ever had? Mm-hmm. Andre Drummond? I know I was here on this same show yesterday yelling at our guy Mark K for disrespecting Andre Drummond by comparing him to being an identical, you know, Tristan Thompson twin. <laughs> I was mostly playing devil's advocate. Because it's not what's fun about all of us trashing Andre Drummond simultaneously, but still, no, that was disrespectful. Best backup big the Bulls have ever had? Dude, do your history homework. Come on now. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead, Will. I have a hard time following that. So, I'll just go back to Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drummond is a fine player. I wrote about this this morning. I also just published a story on Zach, so go read both of those on allchgo.com. Uh, Drummond is a fine player. He fills, uh, he fills a role on the Bulls as far as being able to catch a ball on a short roll, dive to the basket. As you mentioned, Dave, he rebounds the hell out of the ball, and the Bulls need that stuff. What he does not provide is being able to switch and shoot and – uh, you know, defend in space. But, like, do the Bulls really need that out of a backup big? I think they need him to play 12 minutes a game while Vooch sits on the bench, and they need him to basically, like, go out there and not be Tony Bradley. And that's kind of where they are with it. So from a player standpoint, do I wish they maybe would have gone after Mike Muscala for the minimum instead and just gotten that sharpshooting big? Sure. Do I wish they would have yeah. spent... $8 million of the mid-level to match the Isaiah Hardenstein deal that the Knicks offered and who's now going to be playing behind Mitchell Robinson for four years. Like that didn't really make sense. I, I feel like the Bulls had a better offer there as far as being able to take over the starting center job once Vooch uh, expires. Yeah, but like they got a cheap backup. Now, I think the problem with it for me starts with what the deal actually is. You mentioned the player option. I think that is something that they just did, simply did not need to do. Uh, there aren't a lot of teams right now that need a center to back up you know, their starter. Um, giving him more than the minimum and giving him a player option on the second year feels a little unnecessary. We don't know the behind the scenes of it. We don't know who else he was talking with. Um, Thomas Bryant was another center that, uh, as Robin Lopez here gets signed on a one-year deal, with the Cavaliers, they just are loading hey. up on bigs. Good for them, man. They are. Um, man, Orlando. Good for them. 
a Woj bomb. There it is. <laughs> Shout uh, out, Rolo. Speaking of incredible backup Bulls bigs. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think the Bulls probably overpaid for this again. And it is another example of them giving up a little bit more than they should on the margins. And that could come back and bite them a bit. And here's how. Mm-hmm. So this year, Tony Bradley picks up his $2 million player option. That's another mm-hmm. roster spot that you can't just drop. And it's now the third big taking up more than the minimum. They didn't really need to do that. It was an upside swing. Like he was 24. He had some good impact scores, but it didn't work out. And now you're kind of stuck with him for this year. Same could be true next year with Drummond. Now Drummond is a better player than Tony Bradley and 3.3 million is not a lot of money, but where it hurts the bulls is that they used the mid-level exception to get him. And so right now they have about $7 million left of that mid-level exception to go out and spend on a wing, which as Mm -hmm. I've said a million times at this point is the biggest area of focus that they should be going after. Mm -hmm. Um, That number is reduced even further if they want to stay under the luxury tax and even further if they want to stay below, if they don't want to be hard capped. So Right now, they have very limited resources to go out and get more help on the wing without hamstringing themselves financially. And I think that is really where the frustration starts for me is why wouldn't you, you know, sign him to a minimum and still have that full mid-level? As I said before, they could still be trying to make a big swing for Rudy Gobert or Aiton or KD. And maybe that's why they aren't dipping too far into it so that they don't hard cap themselves. But it's a little weird to me that if they're going to stay out of the tax and they don't want to hard cap themselves, that Andre Drummond is the guy that they would go for because backup center is not going to solve a lot of the problems for this team. It's nice to have, but Mm -hmm. Does Andre Drummond raise their ceiling? Does he help you compete now with the other teams that are getting better? Does he even raise the floor? I'm not sure. And uh, I do think he is a nice player to have. Um, He does have his flaws, but again, he's going to be playing 12 minutes a game. That's totally fine. But it's just, it's now about how do you continue to reshape the roster around the rest of the core and Zach Levine now when you have such limited resources to be able to do so. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is weird that now for the second year in a row, you are paying more than the minimum and giving a player option on a two-year deal to a backup big who's fairly one-dimensional. That's the part of this that I think none of us love. Um, before we take a break, and then I do want to go back to what you were just talking about, Will, as far as what this team may or may not do as they inch towards that luxury tax line. Wanted to touch on this from Ronald in the comments. who said, look, really, how many real games have you actually seen Drummond play diehard Bulls fan if you're a diehard Bulls fan you've seen Drummond play lots of games tons because he spent the bulk of his career playing for the Detroit Pistons an all-star for the Detroit Pistons who the Bulls see what five six times a season yeah so yeah any Bulls fan who's actually a Bulls fan who watches this team every game every season knows exactly what Andre Drummond is right and is not yeah, do you not remember the 20.20 rebound game against the Bulls? I remember that. Which like, one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, because he had five. <laughs> like, dude, he's, he's a beast. Like, he, he did that stuff against the We saw it. We watched it all. You know what I'm saying? With Andre Drummond. We're not yeah. just coming. To, I'm just not coming to this conclusion because I saw a year of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I've, I've watched him his whole career. That's why I said a history of having a low motor. You know, a history of having a low basketball IQ. This is what he's been. You know what I'm saying? This is why I wanted to avoid it. 
I don't think winning when I think Andre. I just don't. I don't. I don't. Winning doesn't come to mind when I when he crosses my mind like that. Like good yeah. player, like Will said, solid player, all those things like that. But the I stuff I want and I was looking for, he doesn't. He doesn't hit those things. And there's a reason why he's the been. 2010s also don't make you think winning. <laughs> very true. There's a reason why he's been bouncing around with very little market, making very little money, you know, relative to other backup centers even. Uh, it's because he's just not that impactful. And again, the Bulls don't need a super impact backup super sub center. So that's fine. But again, to me, it's more about now how do they continue to add talent and is this the player that they should have that not not only just the player, but the kind of player they should have attached this asset to this ability to spend, uh, you know, up to $10 million on a, an impact player. I mean, that's a lot of money. And is this the guy you want to go after? But again, I'm not ready to slam the Reinsdorfs for not going into the tax until we know that they're not going into the tax. So right. I want to be patient there. I think it's <laughs> unlikely and all indications are that they're not going to do that based on this Drummond thing, but we don't know that until we know that. I'm, I'm with you on that. Will. let me just say that and get out the way. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, get out the way for my Strava read. Exactly. So Mundo, sir. Lob it up. Slam brought it to down. You guys by Strava craft coffee strava cbd coffee is a game changer and it's helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life strava delivers delicious fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum cbd cbd which comes from hemp does not make you high or hungry but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without those coffee jitters live your day balanced with less anxiety fewer aches and pains plus including cbd in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. And the best part is that Strava is all about quality. Everything's small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional <laughs> CBD format. And right now, our CHO listeners and viewers can save up to 25% off their entire purchase when you use promo code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use promo code CHGO25. Um, did you forget what our name was there for a second? I did. I had uh, <laughs> a, a, little, a little brain fart. Um, it's Friday. I'm, I'm ready for the 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Uh, shout out real quickly to Jake in the comments with a super chat saying, as a Sixers fan, the best way I can describe Drummond is he has the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Mm. Uh Okay. That's a good way. That's a really excellent way to say that. Honestly, it is because he'll have a twenty twenty game, and then the next game, you know, one of one of seven, and he takes three threes for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Like he does that kind of stuff. It's like a it's like a non reined in Javale McGee, mm-hmm. you know, because Javale McGee is reined in now. You know what I'm saying? After he kind of won that title, he kind of has been reined in about the things that he does, and it looks a little smoother and it's a little more controlled. And yeah, that yeah, go ahead. Uh, another another shout super out to, chat. Shout Sorry, out to Sixers fans being in our yeah yeah yeah. Awesome. Shout thanks, out! Thanks Word. for watching, Sixers fans. Um, CP film with a super That's chat really saying, "I drumming. trust in AK and Mark." People thought Demar was going to be horrible. Dude pulled an MVP season out of nowhere. Andre yep. will give us what we need. I love I the do optimism. trust. Them. I love do the trust. Them. Yes, that trust has um, in, 
gone away. I, I love them. Like it's I all my faith and trust is still in AK Market, but you can have disagreements with people you trust. And honestly, this is the first one that I a first signing they've had where I've just been not agreed with because of what I felt about the player. But no, my trust ain't wavered in them. You know what I'm saying? It's still strong. Baby Strong is oak out here. That's what faith is, baby. And that's what I got in them. Sure. Yeah. Um, real quick, answering this question from John. Uh, you may have missed it. Will just touched on it as far as that number to avoid the luxury tax. How much do we realistically have to sign a wing uh, if Reinsdorf isn't trying to go over that line? So we used $3.3 million this upcoming season of that 10 point, what is it, 10.5 uh, mid-level exception? On Andre Drummond, so they you can spend uh, pieces of that mid-level exception on multiple players. So they have right around now seven million before they would go over that cap. Correct, mm -hmm. Will? They have seven million remaining of the full mid-level. I think it's right. something like six million to stay below to stay below the luxury the tax, tax. and I think it's uh, about three million to not hard cap themselves. Right. Um, and speaking of which, I just want to revisit this. We talked about it in paraphrase yesterday when we were all frustrated and wondering what the hell was going on. Joey, do you have that quote from Bulls president and COO Michael Reinsdorf um, that I wanted us all to visit? So he said this when asked about paying the luxury tax moving forward with this group. He said, when it comes to a team like this, the Bulls, if we can start or if we can take the next if we can take the necessary steps next year that allow us to compete for a championship, then for sure we'll go into the tax. It's part of the nature of the NBA. He also said all you have to do is go back and look at the last number of championship teams. How many of them were in the luxury tax? With the nature of the NBA and having a soft cap, if you want to compete for championships, you have to be willing to spend into the tax. I think most people would tell you. I don't want to spend into the tax if we're not competing for championships, if we're not good enough. I don't want to be the eighth seed or out of the playoffs and go into the luxury tax. <laughs> okay. I'm... Tell me if... where you at, Matt. Like, I heard what he said, but tell me where you at. Tell me where you at. Where I'm at is, are you full of shit? Or, or aren't you full of shit? Because if... What we're seeing here and the re-sign Zach, split a mid-level between Drummond and maybe Gallinari, and whoop, there goes that part of the plan because he officially, uh, right before we hopped on, agreed on a two-year deal to go to Boston. Mm -hmm. As Will just said, if the Bulls don't end up spending that $6 million and whatever, $6 million and change, to put them over that threshold to go into the luxury tax – and this is and, and, and Drummond and maybe a vet minimum somewhere else with another small piece of that mid-level is all you do to move forward from what you built last season. Then then what are you doing if you're ducking the tax because you don't want to pay it? Do you not believe in this group? What are you doing? What are you saying? And are you a man true to your word? When you list all these examples of why it makes sense to pay the luxury tax, when asked, are you willing to pay the luxury tax? And then fast forward a few months and think, oh, so you know that rhetorical, hypothetical part I said about, well, a lot of people would say, I don't want to spend the tax if we're not competing for championships or we, you know, we'll only be the eight seed. He said that and was projecting that on other 
you know, executives and ownership groups around the league and then said, for sure, we'll go into the luxury tax. It's part of the nature of the NBA. I think my question there is, will they go into the tax to become a contender or will they go into the tax because they are contender? And I think those are really Mm -hmm. important. And right now it's the Mm -hmm. latter. It's will they go into the tax because they are contender right now? They are not. I think we can all agree there. As sad as it is to say, like they're probably in the seven to 10 range in the East. You've got Miami, you've got Boston, you've got Milwaukee, you've got the Nets until KD actually gets traded. You've got, um, who else have, haven't I said yet? The Hawks, I think, have pulled into the range of the Bulls, maybe ahead of them. The Raptors, Cleveland. ahead of the Bulls in the standings. The Cavs are getting better. Um, you know, there there are teams out there that it would not surprise me if they're better than the Bulls, and the Bulls are in the play-in range and potentially miss the playoffs. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say that's my expectation, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. And so, for me, if you go out and get Rudy Gobert, do you become a contender? Is that you saying I'm going into the tax because I become a contender? Mm-hmm. That would be great. Same thing for KD. But if it's I'm not going to do that because we are not in contention, then I think that's where you start to get a little bit, you know, you start to question the motives a little bit and say, well, are they ever going to be a contender unless you pay? And, and Michael even said it in the quote, like that's the nature of the NBA today. All the teams that made it far in the playoffs are willing to spend what it takes to get there. And I think that's the key is you have to spend what it takes to get there, not because you are there. And I think that's the part that also upsets Matt is because you know what it is and you know what you have to do and you've identified that's what, what that's what you have to do and you haven't done it. You know what I'm saying? You're saying it, but you haven't done it yet. So I think that kind of adds to that frustration uh, right there. But I think you're right, Will. Like I, I it feels like it's the latter. Like if I look and see like that, this team is a contender and they're that kind of team, then I'll be willing to do it. But if it doesn't seem like that, then why would I put that money out there? It just feels like that's, that's the way it's going. And man, I don't know. I, a lot of this, um, I'm also wondering if they're looking at, at next year too, you know what I'm saying? Like if they would just, cause next year, you know, it's going to be a much bigger, you know, as far as uh, free agents that are available and things like that. I'm I'm wondering if they're playing for next year and plan to go all out then as well. But you know, what's wrong with now? <laughs> what's wrong with doing it now, going for it now, you know? Well, I'm let's sorry. look at the 2023 free agents real quick because a lot of those guys just signed huge deals. Jokic, mm-hmm. Beal, um, you know, Devin Booker. A lot of these guys just inked contracts. So like the 2023 mm-hmm. plan for Jokic, not happening. Um, you've got LeBron, Westbrook, Middleton, Kyrie, Porzingis, Kevin Love, Wiggins, D'Angelo Russell, Horford, Harrison Barnes, Gallo, Jeremy Grant, Miles Turner. There are not a lot of big fish hunting options out there either. So I do think if they're going to do it, they got to do it now. And to my point yesterday, which is that like they have two years, you can't waste one of them waiting for a free agent that may or may not come next year. Because DeMar's going to be declining then, like sad to say, but I think that's probably the most likely outcome is DeMar DeRozan does not have his career year again at age 34. So if you want to do it, you got to do it. And they have two years here to do it. And maybe they think they can rebuild this thing around Zach in 2023, 24. 
you know, Vucevic is coming off the books. They'll have a little bit more space if they let DeMar go. But I just don't think it's wise to wait around and tread water as a seven to 10 range when this is really what the window is. Um, Big Dave, what's that saying that you say your dad used to say all the time? Saying ain't like doing. Saying ain't like doing. Yes, sir. Yeah. Michael Reinsdorf saying ain't like doing. You mm-hmm. say you're willing to go into the tax to make this team a, a team that's contending for championships. Quite literally, put your money where your mouth is. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> this this comment cheered me up because I'm getting pissed off at Bulls ownership right now. And this is a nice little distraction. Shout out to Straight Trucking with a super chat who just said, who asked, rather, can P. Will have a D-Rose third year type season and make us a contender? Or is oh, his man. growth going to continue to be stumped being the fourth or fifth option? I'm sorry. Stumped? By a D-Rose type third season, you mean can P. Will become the youngest MVP in <laughs> NBA history this season? <laughs> is that really what you're asking? Because if that's really what you're asking and you really see that as a possibility, what kind of drugs are you smoking? And did you bring enough for the rest of the class? <laughs> Holy shit. Personally, I pass. <laughs> that's hard. Stuff, dude, let dude. me try some of whatever the hell that is. <laughs> it's 4th of July weekend. Let's get crazy. And you, you know what? I, I pushed back a little bit. Um on what you say, actually what a lot of people are saying about the Bulls in that seven to 10 range. Cause I think they're a better team uh, than that. I really do. Uh, well, are they better than six or better five? I don't know how much better, but I do think that they're better and they'll be around there uh, competing for that uh, five or six uh, seed slot. I don't see them in the play-in game uh, or anything like that. It could happen. Of course, you know, anything could happen, injuries, whatever, they're just being bad, you know what I'm saying, or stuff like that. That obviously could happen. But the continuity that they preached, that they're going after, uh, the players that they have and the talent that they possess, I just think that this is a really excellent basketball team, and they should be good. They should be entertaining, I should say, at the least. This is a 46-win team, you know what I'm saying? Like, even even in a bad year, you know what I'm saying? We're like, man, this was trash. You look up, and this is 46 wins for this team. You know, yeah, I, I expect them to be solid. I think they're somewhere in between where they were. I think they were 38 and 21 at All Star, and they were 8 and 15 after All Star. Right. I think there is a lot of people that would say this is who Demar is. I think that's a bold statement. I would love for that to be true, but. I just think you have to factor in some potential for him to start declining a little bit or sure. even just going back to the player that he has been for most of his career, which is very good, but maybe not top 10 caliber in the entire league for a full season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the same is true about Vooch. Like, well, he shot 31% this year, but he's 32. Like, maybe he's just on the decline now. You can't just say, well, he was bad last year, so he's going to be good this year. I think there's mm-hmm. just as real a chance that both of those guys decline a little bit. I would love to say I could rely on Lonzo and Caruso and Zach to be healthy for 82 games, but given their history, I'm just not sure I can. And so if you just factor out those two game winners that DeMar had, that's now a 44 win team. And if you say, mm-hmm. well, the bulls overachieved a little bit and underachieved a little bit in the first and second half of the season. And 
other teams are getting better. I do think that they're in kind of like the 42 to 45 win range. And I don't think that's bad. I think that's, you know, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 seed. The East is really good. So my, my point with that is not that I think they're going to be bad. It's that I think they need to be constantly improving. And I do think the continuity aspect of it helps, but getting Andre Drummond and doing nothing else is not constantly improving to me. Mm, I feel that right on. Uh, we'll leave it there. Um, hope everybody has a wonderful and happy and safe 4th of July weekend. If something crazy happens, KD to the Bulls, go Woo. bear trade, whatever it is. Oh. If something crazy happens, we'll hop on and do an emergency show for you guys uh, uh, over the, the holiday weekend. Otherwise, we will talk to y'all on Tuesday. Uh, appreciate everybody. A- another show where we got you know 500 plus people in the chat. A bunch of super chats. Thank you to everybody who threw some of those in there today. Asking some great questions, making great comments, making us laugh, making us think. Um, uh, Wow, big trade just happened. Whoa! Big trade just happened. Big Big trade. trade We need a Woj bomb. uh, Atlanta trading Kevin Herter to Sacramento for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a future first-round pick. Okay, Kevin, let's, let's, Kevin Herter, let's not move. be as fast and loose with the term big trade. <laughs> yeah, bro. Will. Uh, we got to have a talk than... about the word big, bro. <laughs> we got to not... <laughs> What did we just spend bigger most than of this episode most talking of about? Other trades. Bulls, I think we need to do. Secretly lurking on a yeah. massive trade. We need uh, to yeah. have an emergency podcast about Kevin Herter to the Kings. <laughs> all right. If a Wolves bomb is going to cover up all of this magnificence, you... this needs to be a much bigger trade, sir. You enjoy producing and hosting that episode by yourself. You know? <laughs> I might go solo. I might just have to go solo. Uh, in the meantime, over the weekend, you can follow us on Twitter if you aren't already. Will's at Won't Gotley. Big Days at Bowdy. Sports. On Bulls underscore tech. We are CSJO underscore Bulls. Thanks and shout out as always to our friend and our great producer, Joey, hanging Joey. out behind the scenes. Um, and thanks to everyone out there in Bulls Nation for tuning in. We love you. We appreciate you. Have a great holiday weekend. See you right. Be good.